I'm Allegra Levy, and you're listening to The Scout Archives, the place where I have the privilege of introducing you to groundbreaking artists who also happen to be wonderful people. For more information on the guests or to nominate someone, head to our website, www.thescoutarchives.com. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Scout Archives. And you can reach out to me on Instagram at Levy Allegra. Now let's introduce this month's guest. This month, we are introducing a new part of our podcast called The Artist Date, where I converse in a more casual setting with some of my friends about the art we have seen, the art we hope to make, and our individual perspectives as young artists in general. This month, I am talking with Max Weinstein, one of my dearest friends. We talk about his most recent audition, the newest production of Oklahoma on Broadway, harmonies in popular music, and the layout of his memoir he hopes to write someday. I am thrilled he is the first guest on The Artist Date. Thank you for listening, and I will speak with you soon. Hey, Max. Hey. So <laughs> I'm dead at this. <laughs> so, for those who don't know you, me... <laughs> oh <my God>. True. <laughs> One glass Sancerre later, and here we are. Wait, is this Sancerre? No, Sonia no, Blanc. it's Sonia Blanc, not Sancerre. Mm. For those of you who don't know me, for those of us, for those of you who don't know, Sancerre is our normal drink of choice. Go to. Thank you at Ridley Rochelle because she introduced me to it. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Um, It's all she used to bring to parties. (laughs) Woo, Nightingale. Dead. Um, Okay. So for those who don't know me, my best friend is Max Weinstein. (laughs) <laughs> defining defining yourself through me. <laughs> this is true. Hello. Um, and you're here every I'm night. I'm here. I'm here <laughs> all the time. I basically live here. And I feel like people who follow my social would be like, wow, Max must live on a high floor with views of 3rd Avenue. Oh, sorry. Am I allowed to say where you live? Yeah, I live on 3rd Avenue. There's a doorman. <laughs> you ain't getting past. Yeah. <laughs> this is so oh god all right so um we're here for kind of like a special little segment where i discuss what we've seen in art recently Mm. or uh certain experiences we've had being artists in new york city yes um so how should we start do you want to tell me about your audition today yeah um so i went to Boston to audition. There are a lot of great theaters in Boston and a lot of them only hire Boston talent, but I, my sister lives in Boston. My aunt lives in Boston. So I figured, well, Hey, I can call myself a local hire. Why not audition for all these theaters in Boston? And so I went to this audition this morning. I spoke with people on the phone last week to make sure that I would be able to be seen because only equity actors were able to make appointments so I wasn't going to go to Boston if there was a chance I wasn't going to get seen they said you will get seen it'll be fine so I show up this morning and um, she says okay so what time was your appointment for and I said oh I didn't (laughs) I don't have an appointment Um, I'm EMC so and she's like oh um, we're not going to be able to see you today if you don't have an appointment and I was like I, I stayed very calm I was dying because I was imagining like one of my friends being like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, yeah, I was imagining, (laughs) you know who (laughs) I called him. And I was like, I imagined what you would do in this situation. Um, Anyway, sorry, that was a stupid, anyway. 
Um, so I stayed very calm and I was just like, hmm, uh, well, I spoke with some people on the phone last week and they said that that wasn't the case and I'm traveling from out of state, LOL, like, are you kidding me? Like, I wasn't going to take no for an answer, but I was very nice about it. And when I told her that I talked to people on the phone, she was like, oh, interesting. And, And then I said, um, yeah, I was under the impression that the sign-up was only for equity people. Like, that's what it said. Anyway, is this, like, should we go quicker, or is, we want it, we want no, all the details? we want the details, but I also should note that we should differentiate what equity is from EMC. Totally. So EMC is equity membership candidate, right? Correct, yes. And that means that you have a certain amount of points before you get your, uh, well, your, Before your, you can join uh, your union yeah. card, before you can join Actors Equity, which is the professional stage actors union. Right, and um, Max is EMC. Yes. Um, which is the... Um, Tune in next week for our take on when to join, or, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, um, but, yes, so if you... So the sign-ups... Obvi- the sign-ups are obviously, they are... For they give, union yeah, members, right. They are for union members. They give um, top billing of... Top you know, priority to yeah, union members. Yeah, top priority. So members. I thought that you were essentially on standby if you weren't union, but... Right. I guess I missed something, or they... Whatever. Um, also, it is worth mentioning, because after I... And I'll continue telling what happened and. Some people might be thinking, well, this doesn't sound like a good theater to work for if they can't get their shit together. But it's not true. It's wonderful, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it, and they were, everyone was very nice. And <clears throat> this is kind of like the norm. There's kind of this thing with regional theaters of just like, not or all theaters. It's like very casual and like fun and low key. And sometimes it's like, well, can it not be? But regardless, Would it you was rather fine. it not be? No, just I love that it's like low key and fun and nice, but it's also kind of like, Sometimes you just wonder if there's, like, a protocol for something. Sure, sure, sure. If there's, like, yeah, yeah. I understand. And we're just, like, can we get it together? Yeah. But, um, so she goes into the audition room and, like, checks in. And a couple minutes later, she comes out. And she's, like, yeah, we should be able to see you. And then she asks her my name. And I see her write it in an empty slot in, like, ten minutes on the... So I'm, like, great. I'm going to be going in ten minutes. So I sit down to, like, start prepare what I'm going to do. And then I hear someone say, there were two days of auditions, and then I heard someone say, oh yeah, well today's like the, the acting heavy day, and Monday was the singing heavy day. Mind you, I had prepared two songs. <laughs> so I was like, my ears kind of perked up a little bit, and I was like, mm, wait, what? And yeah. so I, I go up to the, to the table where these people are having the conversation, and I heard her say, yeah, I mean, he just looked so sick. He was so sick. And I said, you gotta go home. So I don't know if that he was sick on Monday and then he was still sick or the, I don't know what was up, but moral of the story, I'm like, okay, so there's no accompanist. They're like, no, there's no accompanist, but like, feel free to sing acapella. Again, I didn't freak out because I was very well, I was really actually well prepared for this interview, for, for this audition. For reference, um, singing acapella is like a singer's worst nightmare, I think. It's pretty bad. No, it, it is it's pretty sad. bad. I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't. I don't. Does it it actually you? like doesn't bother me. Oh, I have to fucking prepare an acapella audition in order to sing acapella. I mean, I can go in because I'm no. A because if you think <laughs> right, no. But if you think about it, I always. I mean, I practice in my voice lessons with sheet music, but when I'm just like practicing in my room, it's acapella. It's acapella. And with these auditions, I really prepared them because I was auditioning. It was a general audition for 
all the shows in their season, but there are two shows that could be really right for, specific parts that were right for. So in my songs, the songs were very specifically tailored for two parts that I wanted, which was clear to the team. So I went through these auditions a lot, acapella, in my room, like, make really, like... I wanted it to be, like, as if... I wanted it to be, like... This audition, I wanted... I mean, they should all be like this, but it's not always like that. But this audition, I really wanted it to be, like... Not perf- not quite performance level, but, like, I wanted to show you, okay, this is really what I would do if I had the part, which is what an audition should be. But this instance, I was... I knew what parts I was going for, so I was able to do that. So I practiced, like, a lot, and it was, like, tight. And so then I was like, okay, this is... This will be okay. Was it an opening night performance? It was not an opening night performance, but this was also not a final Broadway callback. For those of you who don't know, she is referencing the Jay Bender in Every Little Step. <laughs> Which is a... Documentary, documentary about the revival of a chorus line in 2006. And it's, yeah, and it's incredible. And I was we'll referencing, I was um, referencing you, it today in oh, my class you? because I said that t- his name is Ty, right? The guy who comes out and he goes, this is my room. It, you're invited to my party. No, Tice. 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 Tice Diorio. Tice, we love you. So I think you can um, But I was saying, someone was in my class today, Was we, we were talking about... Um, how. Like, it's my party. <laughs> You're talking about how <laughs> one girl in my class is, like, so talented. And um, she was like, you know, for the big auditions that I get, because she has an agent, and uh-huh. um, she was like, for the big auditions that I get that have, like, a name attached to her, that have, like, money attached to it, I, like, put so much pressure on it and I never get them. But the, obviously the jobs that I don't care about as much or I don't put so much pressure on, I end up getting. And right. I was like, well, that's with everything. Um and then someone was saying, like, this whole thing about how, like, it's your room when you go to audition. I was totally. like, y'all should watch a Chorus Line documentary at Every Little Step because that Tice says I mean, you're are, invited to my party in It's there. true. <laughs> it is your party in there. There are a million reasons why you should watch that documentary if you haven't already. It's literally incredible. But we will have a different episode just for a Chorus Line. Just for a Chorus <laughs> We should. <laughs> Everyone will Max be like, is in a Chorus Line. Up. Max is in the, the Shanghai premiere of a Chorus Line and I would love to talk your ear off about it. Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, Audition. So they're like, yeah, you're going to do it Acapulco, as I like to say. <laughs> and I was like, great. So I walk in. The audition was in the actual theater, which was nice. And it's like a cool... The, the theater has like a cool setup. There's like audience on several sides. It was cool. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I walked in and even I was like... So is it cool if I sing for you? I didn't not. I said something like that, given that there was no pianist and other people had sang too. But they were like, "Yeah, of course, go for it." And I was like, "Okay, here we go." And I just like, I started, and they were like, "Great." And then the first song that I sang was from one of the shows in the season, and one of the people in the room after I sang, he goes, "Oh, that was that's a, what's that from?" <gasps> what really? Yeah, and I thought he was joking because. Hello, it's a show in their season. And I so I was like, oh, ha-ha, the, the show. And then I realized that he didn't actually know what it was. I think he's directing maybe one of the plays, and the artistic associate who was in the room was like, yes, that's from this show, which we're doing this season. And I was oh like, my God, that's, so that's funny. correct. And then I did the second, and then I did my second song, which, again, like, went well. It was, like, short, and I was really, whatever, it's annoying. To, I was really proud of myself, which I don't, you say, say after most of my auditions, I I think I'm. Pr- I mean, you should be critical of yourself and your work, and I think I definitely am. And so I only, 
Let's just say you don't often hear me say, I'm proud of myself after an audition. Normally I'm like, well, here's what I need to work on, which is good. Love so that. yeah, so that was that. I know I was kind of like, okay, bloop, mic drop. And I like, cause I'm like, in my head, I was like, well, I just fucking slayed two contrasting cuts, acapella, bye. Like, it was cute. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we love that. Yeah, it was so, that was good. And then, and then here we are, and I got back to the city just in time to make it to the High Line, which is now a horrifying tourist trap, just to soak up some Western rays. That was a little Moira Rose in there for you. <laughs> what was your thorn today? Was that your was rose? my thorn? What's that from, Rose and a Thorn? What's that from? Every rose has its thorn. No, I said Moira. I said Moira Rose. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh my God, you don't want. Wait, really? We've never Shit's Creek. No, okay. Everyone tells me I have to watch Shit's Creek. I wait. I can't. I, I can't it. believe that we've never discussed, discussed it. Discussed it. No. Okay, we're literally watching it as soon as this is over. Okay. Um, no. Uh, oh no 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 Moira Rose is. Oh well, the I was character. also referring to what was your rose and what was your thorn today. of the day. I think they both occurred in that story. <laughs> right, because the rose was that you did really well. Right, the but thorn the thorn was, was that, that, you had that to there were all these obstacles. Po-po. But I think it actually might have even, who knows, in this instance, maybe, I mean, it would have, I think it would have been good either way because I was prepared, but maybe it was better Acapulco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the piano wasn't overpowering you. Or it just wasn't, I don't know. Ooh. Food! Oh. You ordered food. Should we pause? Yeah, we can pause. And we're back. <laughs> and we're welcome back to Shut Up and Listen. <laughs> I'm Lily Moskowitz. I'm Lily Moskowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It is indeed the, the three of hearts. Oh, I thought it was oh no, you're probably right. <laughs> um, anyway. Thank you, Jeremiah. <laughs> I'm sure Princess Mia. I... <laughs> that is a quote from Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries. And if you didn't know that, a pox on your house. <laughs> Um, She's got the giggles today, man. It's crazy. Because I'm just, I'm happy with life these days. Yeah, you, know? you want to tell them about your day? <laughs> you can say no. It's your podcast. You can do whatever no, you I wanna, want. I want I want <laughs> No. I wanna. My day was um, in class today. We had to, my first class of the day, which is taught by Gil Zabarski, um, we had to do scenes from like a Riverdale style like CW drama you know style piece and we had to pick our sides pick our characters and do them I was pretty surprised because I did I got good feedback actually my teacher said that it was some of the strongest work I've ever done which is funny because (laughs) it's funny because I was very confused and I just feel like I didn't like I I prepared but I didn't work as hard as I usually do mm-hmm. in any of the other scenes I've ever done. And he said it was the best it's ever been. Yeah, and so I'm just like, boy. That's interesting. Well, maybe you just like. But that's exactly what it is. Is because in you... film acting, it's such a specific. You can't look like you're trying anything. You can't look right. like you're showing anything. And I right. guess that's just because of my background in musical theater where you always have to be doing something. Right, and it has to be, like, fully realized. Exactly. For it to be effective. And it's actually, it's interesting because it's not that, like, the the kind of forced tightness that being really, really prepared equates to on film doesn't equate to that on stage. Totally. It's actually, like... 
to be free and relaxed on stage, you have to be really kind of tight, tightly rehearsed, tight. Like you need to know your shit so then you can let it go. Whereas on camera, it's kind of the same, but it, I guess that makes sense. You kind of, the, they can't see the work. Right. It's so obvious on screen. It's so obvious on screen, whereas yeah. on stage, it's like, oh, okay, he made choices and knows what he's doing. Right. LLL, when it made it back. I hate <laughs> that I said he just now. Ew! <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was, like, grappling with that, and then my, oh, my, great, my teacher, Alana, in my next class, we were talking a lot about um, what I was saying before about Tice and, like, owning the audition room and that it's, like, your audition and all that, um... But I also was uh, telling her about this struggle that I've had over the past semester of, like, am I too big? I feel like if I'm not doing anything, then I'm not actually acting. But then it's, like, effective Mm. because then people respond to it better. And, like, I feel like I'm not doing anything, whatever. Um, And she was like, well, here's the tea. So the camera, the frame of it is as if the audience were, like, right here. So you don't, and mm, you don't have so to you don't do, have that to do anything because the camera's right there. And yeah. for reference, I just like came really close to Max's face. Yeah, and so I <laughs> so I saw the frame of the camera. But, but it also but too in stage, it's a bigger picture. Totally. And we tell stories in pictures. Right. That's what we were talking about this whole day. Also, something that makes me really mad is one of the a lot of times if you're watching new new info alert, if you're watching like a TV show or movie, and it's just kind of like a Let's say there's a scene happening that's perhaps not the most... It's not, like, a climax scene. (laughs) It's not a high drama scene, I should have said. Or even if it is a high drama scene, know what they're doing because there's almost always an activity. And everything is easier when there's an activity because you don't have to worry about what you're doing because you're folding the laundry or you're scrubbing the dishes or you're doing something and if you on camera there's so much of that and it I always wish and that's something that like once you're in the rehearsal or you're on stage in the show and you're actually being directed then you'll have props and you might be able to actually like do an activity but like I'm not gonna show up and like do a monologue and like pantomime scrubbing the dishes that have nothing to do well maybe I no, I don't think you would do that. I don't think you would pantomime scrubbing dishes. You wouldn't. In the audition room. You wouldn't do that. You but wouldn't. I don't but think. it makes it so much easier having an activity. Well yeah. That's how Allison Williams got the girls gig. Really? What'd she yeah, do? Yeah, she braided Lena Dunham's hair. She was like, Can I braid your hair while we talk about cupcakes and like titties or whatever? Wait, wait, wait. Was Lena like behind the table? No, she came out behind the table and was like, Yeah, sure, I'll be your little prop. And that's how they, like, got really good chemistry is because they were basically auditioning together at the same time. That's... I didn't know that. How'd you find that out? Is there a document? Is there a book? Um, I think... Well, I know everything about girls, but also... but how? (laughs) Because I think there was a documentary when it... in oh, the really? last season, there's like a documentary called like the Goodbye to Girls. Oh my god, like, I can't believe I haven't watched that. that. Oh, this is one of the things Legs and I have in common is like we <laughs> live for the like inside the episode, <laughs> the Wikipedia entry. Yes, my friend Kendall too. We were literally we're just talking about how I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a random Thursday, and I looked down at my phone, and you best bet I'm finding out how Kelly Ripa landed 
live with Regis and Kelly. Like, <laughs> are you? Have, oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, like a lot of other people were up for the part. Like, a lot of other people were up for the part. More famous people were up for the part, but she just booked. Yeah, and apparently, <laughs> like on day one, she was like, "So what's up? Is this my?" She like, <laughs> oh and my. Regis said, "That's her." Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, wow. That's crazy. The information age. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Um, okay, so what else? Can we talk about what else we've seen, like, lately? What have you seen lately that you've responded to, art-wise? Have you seen anything? I mean, is this a setup to talk about Oklahoma? Oh, I actually didn't even think about <laughs> oh, that Oh, okay, then let's but not talk it. about it. No, we no, we can, we, we can get to that later. Okay. Um, we liked it, but we're very confused. We... I have not yet. It's complex. I have not yet made. I can. I can't tell you whether or not I liked it, but it's incredibly well done and it's worth seeing. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm personally of the school of thought that no classic should stay classic. Is above. Well, as Mm. I'm saying it, there's one example. Well, I'll finish. Normally, I'm of the thought that every classic kind of has the right to be looked at through a new lens and brought into a modern context and looked at through in in a new way and I think I loved that they did that like I'm all for Shakespeare and you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I think it's great the one thing that came to my head that I don't want to change is West Side Story well I don't I don't know that that would change what do you mean it's being changed with the Ivan Vin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's like modern choreography. Okay. You mean the choreo shouldn't be changed or just like the way that it's staged? Like, I don't know. I'm, that's the one show where I'm like, oh, don't change it. Do you think that a chorus line would ever be changed? <sighs> okay, maybe there are two shows maybe that I'm like, shouldn't be changed. <laughs> um, yeah. I but mean, I wonder with chorus line because chorus line is already becoming a period piece. And in 20 years, it's really going to be a period piece, and no one is going to know the references. And so then there's this dilemma of, do you change the references? Well, you can't change the references. What are you going to do? Like, bring it into the modern era? No. How are you going to do that? Like, the the piece is of a specific time period, but now that time period is becoming further and further away. And people, I don't know. It's no answers, only questions. <laughs> That's how we like to play it here. That's what NYU teaches you. That's true. Yeah, let's unpack this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Yeah. I mean, oh, I liked certain aspects of Oklahoma, though. I really did. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely liked... There were certain things we loved. I mean, the sound mixing was incredible. Some of the arrangements were amazing. Who played Curly? What's his name? Um, Something Dano? Yeah. I, I forget his first name. I forget his last name, too. God, he's so good. He was really great. You can catch him on the Hades Town cast recording. Really? From New York Theater Workshop. Yes, shout out to Kendall for telling me that. Um, we listened to him on the train recently. Oh my god, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh my god, his voice is stellar. Amazing. He went to Tish, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Do you know what studio he was in? No, no. we don't. Okay. Well, And anyway. it was funny because his, it, is it in his bio? That says Tish? Where it said, no, it said NYU Tish. SOA. Yeah. And we, we were, were like, like what what's is SOA? SOA? Because normally <laughs> you see TSOA, Tisch School of the Arts, but when you when I saw Tisch SOA, I was like, Tisch School of Acting. I said architecture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, school at of least architecture. I know who was on the first four yards. Tisch Stella Oliver of Adler. Adler. <laughs> yeah, right? Like I was like, what? 
<laughs> but no, no, I <laughs> I didn't know what that was either for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought the voice. He's voices, incredible. Yeah, the voice is really incredible. incredible. Oh, Judd, like yeah, I was the two of them dead. are the best. That the we're not gonna give anything away, but the smokehouse scene. So good. So good. Can I come in? I liked it, but I really wish that I could have. I've never seen Oklahoma, so I really would have wanted to see it in like a in like a traditional context yeah. before I saw it in like this kind of newly realized kind of way. But it's worth seeing. I really want to see Annette Benning and all my sons. I want to see. Um, okay, there's a show with. Oh my god, I think it's with Renee Fleming right now. Renee Fleming and who's my guy that I love? Oh my gosh, what's his name? He just won an Emmy or a Golden Globe. Um. um Play Sebastian in Brideshead Revisited. I should really know this because oh Ben Wishaw, Ben Wishaw, Ben Wishaw. I remembered. Who is Ben that? Wishaw? He's fabulous, and he's in he's a show. Fabulous. <laughs> oh honey, you're fabulous. <laughs> um. Anyway, no wait. Okay, so what else? What else have you seen lately? Have you seen the act on no, Hulu? What? Oh my God, Thomas just messaged me today about the act on Hulu. What's the act on Hulu? It's about Gypsy Rose Blanchard, the woman who killed her mom because. Um, this mother like wanted to like keep her. Oh, and she she and convinced she, her that, that she, she had, had all medical these medical problems. Wait, yes. were you just telling me about this? At probably. Passover? But yes, I probably was because I loved it. I mean, it's still going on. There's like a new episode tonight. I think. Actually. No, I have this huge Hulu disaster where I have an old Mac, and no matter how many times I re-download Chrome, it like doesn't support the new. My Mac doesn't support the whatever. It's boring, but Hulu doesn't stream on my computer, and oh, it's that's a, a real bummer. bummer. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Well, you should watch it here then because it's so good. Yeah. Loving Fosse Verdon. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I think I think this Kelly week Barrett I think it. this week is the third episode. I'm only like one or two episodes in. And Laura Osnes is in it too. Yeah, and I mean everyone is in it. Michelle, Michelle Williams, Williams is amazing. Who plays Fosse? Sam Rockwell. Oh right. Okay, I literally just walked by a yeah. Billboard, a billboard, a um, a bus, a bus board. Uh, three billboards in Evan, Missouri, <laughs> starring Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Yo, um, that movie was a trip. I haven't seen the whole thing. How I did know. you only watch it? I don't know what happened to me. I think I fell asleep. Oh my god, there was the. <laughs> you fell asleep during three I didn't billboards. Mean to. <laughs> Wait, there was the funniest meme with three billboards. I'm, I want to see if I can find it. Um, what else? Have you seen any art recently? Um, oh, Fashion? I also saw... Uh, yeah, I went to Jeffrey today, and the, <laughs> the men's collections for spring and summer are stellar. <laughs> <laughs> I literally... I actually texted your mom three pictures, meaning I meant to text you and your mom, but I only texted your mom, and then I was like, whatever. <laughs> oh, thanks for including me. I mean, <laughs> what was I going to do? Fine. Like, send Valerie it, and Max send have it, a rapport. Stop. What was I going to do? Like, send it again? She didn't even respond, so so much for rapport. Oh, yeah, brutal. Brutal. Um, no, wait, what was... Oh! oh. <laughs> it was... It's a still from Three Billboards, <laughs> but on the billboards is Shen Yun. <laughs> You have to get context for this. Oh my god. I feel like, okay, so Shen Yun. Is it Yun Yun? Couldn't tell you. Is this show that I guess travels the world and they perform at like Lincoln Center every year and there are all these ads on the train and on the. It's like a huge thing and it's got all these celebrity endorsements. Donna Karen says it's the best thing she's ever seen. Kate Blanchett can't get enough. Like everyone is obsessed with it. 
And um, it was a big joke. Well, it, no, it's not a joke, but in Chorus Line, since we were going to China, um, we were like, oh my God, like we're performing in China. Like this performance is a huge thing in, you know, of Chinese culture. Like we should all see Shen Yun. And then we were like, wait, has anyone seen Shen? Like, has anyone actually ever seen Shen Yun? Like what? And so then my friend Lauren, shout out to Art Freaky. We love Art Freaky, posted this meme, and I responded, dying. And I was kind of, like, expecting it to be a niche humor sort of thing. Well, not the case. Apparently, everyone knows what Shen Yun is, and everyone is kind of in on the joke, because so many people responded that I wasn't expecting to respond. Like, And then she told me, she was like, oh, my God, yes, yeah, so many people thought this was so funny. So, loved that. Um... Yes, circling back, the new Dries Van Noten collection is stunning. All of, for men, all of these, like, kind of like a, like, tri-colored waves. Mm. It's like this wave pattern, but they're all, there's one that's, like, all these different shades of blue in this graphic wave pattern. There's another one that's, like, orange and deep red and, like, purple. I feel like Beyonce was wearing a sh- wasn't Beyonce wearing a shirt that kind of looked like that recently? And then the new Ricardo Tichy for Givenchy. There's this sweatshirt featuring like an old vintage Burberry ad. It looks like Jane Birkin on it. I don't can't confirm though. So I was really obsessed. And it's cruel because I just want it all. I want it all. Oh, oh, oh. Um, also. Mm-hmm. I lost it. Fashion. Art. Media. Um, School. No, I lost Tish. it. No. SOA. I, I shouldn't try to get <laughs> shit out. Shit. SOA. Shit out of it. Ah. <laughs> this clean. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, I say it's clean, but no one's ever stopped me. <laughs> um, Y'all can stop me now. Um, did you finish the Beyonce documentary? Yes, times okay. ten. Really? Watched it so many times. Are you serious? Yeah, it's so good. Okay, so tell me about it. What's it's your just, favorite parts? Like, what's the tea? I mean, when Destiny's Child comes back. They come back? Oh, they were at Coachella. At Coachella. Got it, okay. Amazing, amazing. Kelly, like, oh, it's so good. The harmonies are so great. I always love when they do harmonies as a trio that they don't normally do. For instance, if we t- go back to um, Super Bowl during Single Ladies, Single Ladies closed, it didn't close it out, but that was the last song that Destiny's Child sang, but she kept them on. So she did the dance with the two of them rather than two background dancers. And so of course, since they're on stage, they did some harmonies. So- um, Wait, at the Super Bowl? At the Super Destiny's Bowl. Destiny's Child was there? Yes, she, br- she brings, she's so, oh, her sisters. She brings them to literally everything she does. Everything she does, that. they perform. Did you ever see that video of Beyonce when it must have been um, Michelle? With the whales. Who fell? Oh, oh, yeah. There are compilations. So. And funny. then um, Beyonce was literally just looked at her on the ground and just kept going. Yeah, that's why I posted that really funny video because in a recent interview, Michelle was like, regarding the set of stairs at the Coachella documentary. Michelle's like, and I saw those stairs, and I said. Girl, you better not be walking down those stairs. And she hit every one. Bam, bam, bam. I would have been like, 
I need you to hold my hand. I need the light rig man to hold my hand. I need the cameraman to hold my hand. And I was dying. And then she goes, Jesus, hold my hand. I was dying because like she's notorious for falling all the time. And she must know it because she's like, but she knows that Beyonce can hit those steps and she just can't. We love, I love Michelle. Obviously. I mean, I love all of them. Beyonce's the head, Kelly's the heart, Michelle's the soul. I believe this wholeheartedly and you need all three for a three-part harmony. I believe it. Um, circling back. To Coachella. To the harmonies. In, on the Super Bowl during Single Ladies, oh. it was like, I'm up, uh, uh. I'm up on him, he up on me, don't pay him any attention. I cry my tears. And then you had a three-part, and Kelly was like, I cry my tears for three. And Michelle, I cry my tears for three good years. And you know, like, just like a classic major chord three-part harmony, I am such a sucker for. So I obviously die for that. And there was a moment of that during Say My Name, because it was... Uh... Every, uh... Every other day, I would call, you would say, baby, how's your day? But today ain't the same. And Kelly goes, baby, how's your day? But today it ain't the same. Every other word. And then Michelle comes in on the every other word with the bottom, that low, amazing. Uh, every other word. Oh, Michelle goes, every other word is a huh. Yeah, okay. And just for like that one measure, it's just like three-part harmony goodness. And I can't get enough. I was thinking of you the other day. I'm a harmony hole. Yeah. There's, um... Um, for those of you who know me, um, my Beyonce is Allie and AJ. <laughs> I just made a face. Nothing <laughs> against Allie and AJ, but that comparison is... I don't really have a Beyonce. Like, I don't have that. You kind of like Ari. Not no, like you, that. Yeah, no. It used to be Demi Lovato, but now but I don't somewhere we that. went wrong, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we were once so strong. Wait, I'm going to find it. It's quiet. Michelle's, they make Michelle's mic like really quiet. Also, low tones don't carry as much mm-hmm. melodically, but every other word is a huh. Yeah, okay. Oh, so good. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, well, I was thinking of you because Allie and AJ came out with a song called Church that you listened to once. Yes, I fine. did. It was, no, it was cute. Um, but there's a moment in it that is like very dissonant. Oh, and it's good. It's so good. I think it's honestly, it's like, you know how like, they use like robots or whatever to like make their songs good. Wait, will you play it for a sec? Yeah. You're the second person this week who said something of, I thought of you related to like a harmony. That makes me really happy. Just cause like, I don't know. There's something, I'm like, I'm obsessed with harmony. I don't, I can't. You do. You I can't, harmony. I don't know why. I just, I'm obsessed with it. My friend Will, Bill Priss, who just released a new single, Oral Fix, on all streaming services. Woo. Um, we were talking about it, and he was like, yeah, oh my god, I was thinking of you when I, like, I always think of you when I, like, make my harmonies, and I always, like, remember in acting class when you would, like, point out all these different harmonies, he said. Hey. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was, it was I was touched. Um, What's this, alien? Oh, Church. It's called Church. Um, but... I think just play, like, go towards the middle. Um, I think a little farther. Okay, this is good. Wait, so go back a little. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Cool. 
Yeah, like what note is that? Like I don't even know, but they do look like a decrescendo on it. Yeah, like that's good. It's good. It's different. Like the way that those harmonies are I think that was created with um robots. Yeah, like the hand that Imogene created. Yes. That Ariana then uses. What hand? It's like this hand. It's like a hand that Oh like the Muji hand? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, Hoogie that's hand. That's what that that's what that, that sounds is? like to me. <gasps> they still use those? Well, I don't know, but I'm saying it's like that kind of effect. And I think like when it's when it's kind of a c- computer tech generated, you can't hear the individual authentic. parts as well. Yeah. And also they're not as like melodic. They're kind of just like there. Yeah. yeah. I mean as it's opposed cool. to Beyonce who right. loops who arranges all her own tracks and does the, all of her harmonies right. herself. When you individually have all of the, the stacks, harmonies. Right. Yeah, right. That's why like I yeah. yeah. And Ariana Well that's does also that too. not their vibe. Right. It's nowadays. not it's not their vibe. But like I would love to if they chose to do an acoustic to, version. Yeah, or even if they chose to, in the recording of that, rather than using that tech to actually figure out all the harmonies and record them individually and layer them on top of each other, be, It would be great, yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so we stopped for a second. Yes. Because Max had to read me a story that he wrote at 2 o'clock in the morning. Last night. I read it last, I wrote it last night. It's about um, his experience at um, a restaurant. Yeah, with my friend. We were talking about how you wanted your memoir one day. Yes. Your book. My book, my memoir. Yeah, I think I just want it to be like a lot of kind of like short vignettes because that's kind of how I write. I I never write a story that's... I mean, I wrote one story about one of my experiences abroad, which was like a story. It was like maybe like 10 pages. But normally most of the things that I write, they're like two or three pages. They're just like little... Vignettes, but I have like a lot of them. They're kind of just like, yeah, they're kind of like snapshots of a night in New York. That's the way I think too. Yeah. That's the way that all of my writing has ever gone. It's very cinematic, I think. It's just kind of like how I, it's how I see things kind of. And I realized I took a lot of writing classes my senior year, and, um, they were like, it was like workshop-based writing classes where you read and then everyone talks about it. And in one of my writing classes, this story that I wrote, which was essentially all true, as was the one I just read, everyone was commenting about how, like, they were like, yeah, wow, like, the narrator, myself, is, like, kind of removed from the action. There's this, like, whole, like, Nick Carraway, like, thing where he's just writing about everything around him, but, like not really what is going on with him or like we get a sense of what's going on with the main character with the narrator but like someone even said like how how is why is the narrator so judgy or like what gives the right the narrator to just be that judgmental of everything around him and I was like or around her I think I actually wrote it from a female perspective perspective but the only thing I changed was the pronouns and everyone was interested in that um And so then I realized kind of, because I've been grappling a lot with kind of like, well, whatever, like I know I'm an artist and I know I have creative impulses, but like, can I, what are those impulses? Like, what is my actual, like, what do I have to say? It kind of, I think about it like all the time because a lot of people who I know right now are doing like really 
cool things. Like they're they're coming out with shit. And so when that that's great. Like I love how other artists kind of can fuel your own creativity in a way. Even if it's in a means of like, okay, well, what are you creating? You know, mm-hmm. even if it's not in a competitive way, but in a kind of like, yo, people are creating shit, so time for you to do some stuff too. So then I'm like, well, wait, what is what do I have to say? And I feel like a lot of times I feel like I have nothing to say. And I realized that for some reason within me, like I have a strong desire and a need to just like record what's around me. And I think I'm good at it. And my right. I'm right. And so it makes sense because I'm very like as a person, I think it's one of my most marked traits is kind of how observant I think of things I am. And like I see every single person I pass on the street and I and I, I just like see everything. And I kind of, Connor always talks, my friend Connor always talks about how kind of I'm able to like see groups of people in this city specifically in like a very almost like academic way. Like, like I've not, not in a clicky way, but I'm like, oh, well these groups and these groups and, mm-hmm. and I name the groups. And cause it's all kind of like, it's like the starter. It's like, you know, the starter packs of NYC, Mm -hmm. that Instagram, I feel like in a way my writing is like a more eloquent, true reality-based vignettes of kind of that vibe. It's like, this is the city that we're living in and I see it and I record it. I love that. Yeah. Oh. So then it's kind of given me and that's been that's kind of been the type of writing that I really like doing for a long time. So yesterday or two days ago, I was like, "Well, shoot, Max! Like, are you an artist? What do you have to say? Like, what do you have to say? You know, what's your voice? You don't have a voice." And I was like, "No, my voice is like for for right now, Max. Talking to myself, like, if it's gonna mean you get like being not so hard on yourself, your voice is you're the recorder. That's your role right now." If that, and, and that makes me, it kind of like puts me at ease. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what I have to say. I don't necessarily, right now I'm not feeling the greatest need to share my inner feelings through art, but I feel the need to record and relay what I observe around me. Jeez. God, that's so profound. So, no, well... So, you think so deeply about these things. I do think about these things a lot. Like, I plague myself about it. Because I, the, the reason I'm so hard on myself about it is because when I was so young, I was like... I mean, we're, all, we're always the most creative when we're young. But, like, when I was young, I was, like, going to be a fashion designer and going to be a creative director. And I would, like, draft up photo shoots in my head. And I would sketch. And I would write. And I would, like, do all these crazy things. And so then when I... So I never want to... I never want to... I never want to like lose that because I, I never, if I had all of those creative impulses as, at eight, then the only reason why they wouldn't be there now is because of like self doubt and outside influences and time and time and all. Yeah. And all those things. I thought recently, I, I thought to myself, what's the biggest lie that you're telling you to yourself? And it's that I don't care what other people think. And I realized that I care crazy what other people think. And because I'm such a tough, wow, we're really like, it's really kind of, it's nice to actually say this out loud instead of it just all being in my head. But I realized I'm like a, 
because I'm so observant, I also am kind of a critic, as you know. Like, I have a lot of opinions about things, and I... And, yeah, like, I have a lot of opinions about things. Which is great, but it also sometimes impedes my own creativity. Because I become the critic before I become the artist. Mm -hmm. And I I realize that I don't do anything because of I would be scared of it not being good or of being like, well, what is he doing? And I realize that sometimes I'm almost like that with others and I need to like be more open to just like the art that people want to make because it's messing up the own art that I want to make. I'm being too critical of myself and of everyone and I need to just like let people explore because then it like turns into shit yeah yeah so that's kind of like but like yeah this is what like plagues me in my head i'm like what do you have to say Mm. artistically yeah because you're not because i'm not in i graduated so i'm not in art school anymore right and you're not practicing that all the time and i'm not practicing it all the time but right so it's become very important to me wow yeah god (laughs) Well, who knew we were going to end up here? No, this is amazing. This is why I love podcasts. Yeah, I love podcasts, too. <laughs> I love listening to podcasts so much. You have to be in the right... Mindset? Yeah, but I'm often in the mindset. Me, too. Me, too. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? Um, We've been going for a while. No. Is this going? Yeah, it's going. How, oh. Um, no, I don't think. I don't think so. All I'll say, all I'll say is, um, yeah, that I just want to start being less critical of myself and others, and I think we should all do the same because, because um, in order to get a good finished product, like you need to have a lab process, and there needs to be a workshop process, and you, you know what I mean. Nothing comes out amazing, mm-hmm. and so I think. Oftentimes when people around me are in the development stages of their art, but they share it. See, that's the thing. Mm, Ding, ding, ding. Okay, it's not that I'm a critical bitch. It's that in this day and age, we're we're in share culture. So as soon as we create anything, we share it. Mm -hmm. And maybe we shouldn't because as soon as something artistic comes out of you, it's not necessarily a finished product. So maybe, maybe we should wait. Maybe we should wait to share until it becomes a more finished product because I think that's why I've become so critical is because I'm seeing a lot of things that people are posting or sharing or whatever that are by no means finished products. It's very much like, here's a bout of creative inspiration that I just had an hour ago and I'm going to share it with you right now. And I don't necessarily think that's, that's always productive. Because because right, yeah. that's not if it yeah because it might right. turn into something really it might turn into something like really good and it might not and so if it's just kind of like a fun little ditty that you just wrote and you want to share it and then you're never gonna go back to it again then by all means like share the song that you just wrote but maybe don't share the song that you just wrote because you might turn it into something like really cool if you wait if you wait and you keep working on it and you like finesse it. Like, I don't, I don't share, I don't share any stories that I write because like one day I want them in a book. (laughs) Like, what am I going to do? Be like, here's this one story that doesn't relate to anything. No, like I'm going to wait and like. Save it. Yeah. 
so that's what it is that we really we we got there yeah wow <laughs> love love well this is taking a turn this is taking a good creative turn but it's good this, no, this is... is exactly what we need yeah well thanks max oh my god love you love you love you <laughs> love you guys and girls and people subscribe and like Subscribe. Give a thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. Oh my god, wait, does this like go in the podcast section? Yes. Yeah. iTunes. Hell yeah. Word. Word. Guys, gals, folks. Lex is killing it. <laughs> Thanks, hun. <laughs>